Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this junk. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Tavora. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live on the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. We make it sound so special. So here we are, back with the new media show. And Rob, I got you cranked all the way up. So hopefully, and it was just one notch. So hopefully, you're just as loud as me. People have been complaining that you're quieter. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm. I have a quiet personality if that's that's what it is. Well you're you're de- <laughs> you're definitely blowing me out now. Hang on. All right. So I just I just turned you down in my ears because I, I don't know. It I, was a little loud. <laughs> it was just a little bit loud. <laughs> but uh yeah, here we are. So uh you learned something new today about uh live streaming, didn't you? I did a little <laughs> bit trying to trying to work with uh YouTube on trying to stream this show on 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 my channel yeah well. so what happens is in Streamyard, you authenticate your account you can mm-hmm. do that with livewire too you can authenticate the account so when you go live instantly youtube goes live i mm-hmm. can do that with restream.io for my account too because i know my credentials now if i had your username and password to your youtube account i could authenticate mm-hmm. your account as well but so what we did is you have to set up a manual stream and I do that anyway as well. So that the YouTube channel isn't there sitting there running for 60 seconds while we're getting going. And right. then, and then when everything's ready to go and everything looks kosher, then I can go live and then I don't have to do a post edit in, in YouTube. So anyway, but yes, uh, we're streaming live. The show is live now as a live show and, <laughs> and it will be available later as a recorded podcast. So, right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Now that we've got that cleared up, right? <laughs> you know, there, you know, there, I, I, we did get some action last week and I didn't pay attention to, um, sadly, uh, with the boost that came in for the show. We of course, we were lit and live as we are today. We're live streaming on a variety of podcast apps right now, audio and video, two different channels of content. And uh, people can watch live in those apps and they can participate in the value for value program by sending us boost. And uh, the first boost that we got um, last week was uh, Matt says, I can't figure out if I'm, if you're, if I prefer telling YouTubers that they don't have a podcast, but a show or say nothing and feel all smug inside. That was 2,112 sats. Bob says, thank Todd here. A few geek bucks. Take care. That was from Bob. Dave Jones says, keep preaching the gospel. He sent us 25,000 sats. Wow. Okay. And then, and so uh, we appreciate that, Brian. And, and Brian says, hey, I appreciate you guys, but I would have loved to hear each of you actually be able to define what you're trying to say and make a point without being interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I have an opinion on this, but I don't feel like I actually heard either one of you actually share how you actually think about these points in a clear way i think we solved it near the end of the show if you at least after about an hour brian so if you weren't there todd's basis is we don't care where listeners listen 
and let's educate podcasters. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, I think we had, we definitely agreed on the last part of that is that yeah. the podcasters do need to know the difference um, between doing a podcast and maybe as the the momentum is growing out there of calling every other online content distribution <laughs> platform a podcast too. So yeah. that's the that's really the crux of the of the question is whether or not as a podcasting industry, we're okay with um, the word being used to describe what's being distributed on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, because they're, they're already calling it that. So they're already telling their audience that it's that it's just, are we as an industry, are we willing to accept that uh, in addition to our technical definition of what a podcast is? And I I say no. And I think Rob says yes. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm open to it. I'm not sure that I, I mean, I've been a purist for most of my life. So, so it's, it's hard for me to kind of change too much on this, but again, it's, it's, it's about, again, we don't care. The listeners can do what they want to do. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. And they can call it what they want. They can right? call it what they want, but right. uh, and if they we, are, <laughs> if, we, if we educate the podcasters, then maybe they'll do a good job in educating their audience. So, and, and as that happens, these these proprietary consumption platforms like YouTube and Spotify are, you know, taking hold of that that word and applying it to what they're doing. And so yeah. that's that's the pressure that we're seeing. So I hope that clarifies the the core of the issue here. Um, but, it's really not you know, an issue. It's just a ideology. Yeah, yeah it's. There's and, nothing really new about this because this has been a topic that's been discussed for years. It's just. Really, I think when YouTube made that shift to having the ability to convert playlists into what they term as a podcast has kind of muddied the waters on this discussion. And and just just so everybody's clear, I, I don't care what you do with your own show, you know, but I'm just pretty passionate in the in the space and I have strong opinions. So, you know, I'm a podcaster. So uh, right. And, uh, and right or wrong video is increasingly becoming an important element of podcasting to some shows right but in the minds of new content creators and many out there and some of the ones that are advocating out there um it 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 appears that video is becoming coming back somewhat and that's that's what we were trying to talk i think i think the key here is with that too is good luck with that yeah it's not an easy answer it's it's not easy and If you're just putting a YouTube embed on your website, you're not really, you're doing a show. If you're the creator for a listener, they don't care. Uh, David well, says, you could just, just make the overall argument. And I've made this argument for years myself is that, you know, what we are doing here is a show. It's not really a podcast or it's right. not a YouTube channel. And but, it's not, it's but, just a show, but it right? is distributed as a podcast and it right. is available so, on a YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a descriptive term to describe right, what right. has been traditionally defined as the distribution approach. To, so, right. so I do want to uh, thank David. They say, hey, Todd, Rob, thanks for clearing that up. Beauty Bubba says, I'm taking notes on authentication jargon. I must work that out. You know, it's it's just technical stuff that Rob and I go through here doing because we're multicasting. We're streaming to about eight or nine different locations at the yeah, same I did, time. I mean, Todd, Todd, to be honest with you, I don't want to come across as a hypocrite on this. So we're we're doing all the things. Yeah. It's just and what we, we say we are doing. And is, we have been doing it for more than 10 years. Yeah. Right. So, so this, this is new not us. new for us right. for live streaming. So, right. Well, and, I, 
back in the early days of podcasting, I worked on the Zoom platform for for Microsoft, and that was a huge video platform uh, with podcasting. Um, so you know, I go way back with this, and that's why I I have passion for it because I, I think that there is a place for it to come back in a stronger way to help build better connections with audiences, just like what we've done with this show, I think, to some degree. And Beauty Bible says in uh, says as well, maybe it does help to understand the etymologies. And from my research, there are a few that follow the term podcast. Well, again, it it I think in the in the end here, what right. we what we really want is just an education process. I was talking to someone yesterday and they said, well, monetization is much easier on YouTube. And I was like, no. I said, today, at least with my company, if you are a brand new podcaster, if you got one listener, you're not going to make any money. You can turn on monetization immediately. You know, you, you, you can turn that switch on right now. Right. So yeah. making, it, making money is not difficult. And, you know, and if you, depending on, it doesn't matter where you are creating content you have to have multiple strategies when it comes to being able to you know if you want if monetization is the goal again if that's the goal of the show then you know what we're doing here with this new value for value it's not new but what we're what we're trying to make people understand is that i can monetize in podcast apps today in which you have to have 3,000 viewer hours in a rotating month on YouTube before you can even turn that piece on. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so just, just know your options out there as content creators. But let's talk, let's switch to the story of the day. And this is a funny one. This, I, I saw this and I, and I scratched my head a little bit. What an absolute fall from grace. Stitcher. I think it was destined to happen. So we can, we can dive into the details of that, but, um, but yeah, go, go ahead and keep going and just kind of set it up so we can. How how long has Stitcher been out, Rob? I I don't, I I was, I I didn't have time to go back into my archives and see when the first appearance of Stitcher was, but. They, they initially launched their platform officially um, out of kind of like a beta phase in 2008. Okay. So they've been around 14 years. 15 mm-hmm. years yep. and at the peak and I, again, I'll have to go back and look at data at peak. They had captured globally. I want to say four, 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 and, four and, a and a half, yeah. something like right. that, maybe as mm-hmm. high as five, which was in all circumstances, that was a home run. Yeah. You and know? a little background around me with, with, with Stitcher, I'll be happy to share here, but, um, I had the choice between going going to work for Microsoft Zune or going to work for Stitcher back in 2007. So which would which should have you picked? Um well, I'm I'm happy I picked going to work for for Microsoft that turned out to be a 7-year career. Oh, okay. Um but but I I would have been working with Noah the CEO of of, of Stitcher if I would have taken that position and, and you might have cashed out. Well, yeah, but as we've seen o- over the history of that that app, uh, it has struggled over the years and it has changed hands many times. And yeah. there may be a lot, a lot of people are just not familiar with, uh, what actually, what the trajectory of that app has been over, over the years that, that app was actually modeled, uh, to some degree. And I talked to Noah about this very early in the days 
after the platform I was working on back in 2005 called Mobilecast. So they actually took a lot of the thinking around um, making audio podcasts available on mobile devices from Mobilecast, which was really kind of pioneering this concept of being a platform that converts audio from MP3 into usable formats that can be used on the early dumb phones, which would be pre-smartphones. Right. Um, back in that time frame. Uh, because even back in 2008, a lot of, you know, razor phones and things like that were, were accessing podcasts. And, and that was about the same time frame that the iPhone launched. Um, so that was kind of a transition period, but, um, Stitcher had been architected to deliver more than one type of file format, which put them in a position where they had to transcode or re-encode audio files. And they took a lot of heat for that because they were ultimately hosting those media files right. that caused a lot of consternation with content creators, as you might imagine. So, you know, it's went through multiple owners, lots of right. money, lots of money has been spent. Now the platform. So just my understanding is from the announcement, it's just the website and the app is going away, but the other creator stuff is staying. So yeah. that's kind of Pandora current owners gateway, I guess, into Again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because people are worried about how they're going to get on Pandora and just makes you wonder if Pandora is pulling back. But, you know, to achieve a four, four and a half percent global market share was significant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had a request um, that came in via text this afternoon and I, I didn't have a, a chance to uh, to pull all the data. As a matter of fact, my, mo my phone is not sitting here. Um, it, Forgive me, who, who sent it? It's I, I'm, He's going to shoot me. Um, it came from, uh, what's his name? Um, Darth Vader. Uh, oh, yeah. So people are like, who the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, what's his name? I'm I'm sorry. He's shooting Jay me. Jay Soderbergh. Yes, right. Jay. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm having a, had a senior moment here. Jay had asked, um, you know, he knew we were going to talk about this. He says, where are, you know, there's all kinds of survey data and where everything stands right now. And we've made some changes at Blueberry here recently, and I don't have access. So I had to do some like quick work to get some math. <laughs> I guess I had to dump stuff into a spreadsheet. I didn't have my nice, pretty gooey. But mm -hmm. at Blueberry today, Stitcher was at 0.3%. With about um, point three, wow, point three percent with about two point four million listens in the month of May. Wow, that's a big fall. Big right. fall. So compared to uh, Apple, specifically Apple Podcasts, is is at about fifty eight, fifty eight and a half percent. Spotify for Blueberry is only at like 7%. Mm -hmm. Web browsers, believe it or not, because you would think this because we have a heavy WordPress usage base is about 7, 7.5% on people that go to actual website to still listen to podcasts. And that's, that's a, we, we always run 3 to 5% higher than everyone else just because of the makeup of our customers. Uh, mm -hmm. Google Podcast is about 65 Overcast, 47 and you see, Overcast today is carrying essentially the same type of traffic that Stitcher did before. 
Right. And then it's Podcast Attic and Pocket Cast. Um, Podcast Attic with 3.7, Pocket Cast with 2.6. That's the ones I did the quick, quick math mm-hmm. on. Uh, on the web browser breakup, Chrome gets about 90% of that total traffic. Uh, with uh, Firefox and Safari and the rest of them getting the the, the rest of it, at least at Blueberry. So, um, but for us, Spotify is very, very low compared to like Buzz, Buzzsprout or someone else. Um, yeah, and I think that's the key thing to keep in mind as as you see these specific platform distribution kind of breakdowns on this is that it, it, it does vary. It's the same thing that I saw at Lipson. Uh, Lipson has a very high percentage of longtime podcasters on their platform that have been doing podcasts for many, many years. And the distribution of um, on Spotify is significantly less than yeah. Apple, where, where you look at like a newer platform like a Buzzsprout and the, the platform distribution to Spotify is a lot higher percentage. So it depends on the content creators yep. that are in that platform, dictates a lot of that distribution. And, you know, in, in my site, my personal site, because I have built such a huge web-based mm-hmm. traffic to it. My web traffic is is massive. My, my personal show gets about uh, around twenty seven percent of its audience listens on the website. Wow, that's, it's that's incredibly high, right? Um, and that you know that is way outside the the norm. But it's just because of how I built my show, and because we're driving people to the site and so forth. Right. Yeah, because so, you've got a real aggressive kind of Google SEO strategy, right? Right. right. But still, yeah. if I look down my personal site, Apple's right up there. Um, Podcast Attic, Overcast, down, uh, Downcast for iOS, Google, and that's kind of kind of my stack. So my, you know, again, my 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 makeup for my show does not fit a, a typical norm. Um, which, right. you know, I, I'm not, I'm not on the, on the, on the curve <laughs> right. and I even have a high percentage of Linux users too, that come to the website with, so that, you know, it's a tech show. So, you know, what would right. you, what would you, you know, what would you expect? You get all the geeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. so, um, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you want to dive into a little bit of the history, a little bit more of the history of, of, of Stitcher and kind of what, what this means um, beyond, you know, I know that uh, James Cridlin did a, did a pretty thorough breakdown of this and even, even created a special features page um, on his platform that was talking about uh, the kind of looking back at the history of the sometimes, as he says, controversial podcast app in a, a special article and he links to an article that I wrote um back in 2015 about uh business models and podcasting and mentioned um Stitcher as an example of uh something that was developing in the industry at the time that I was concerned about and that's the listening apps um trying to monetize right. uh, without including the the content creators in that business model Spotify so, so yeah there's there's been pressure in that. And it's, it's something that I raised in the article too, is, is this reality that these listening apps, um, if they don't have any other business model strategies attached to them, um, uh, tend to, to have a difficult time, uh, bringing in revenue unless they're a subscription platform, which some have chosen to go that route too. Yeah. Now, Rob, this show, 
iOS is at 56% podcast for iOS is at, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, 56%. Overcast, 13%. Mm-hmm. Podcast Attic, 12%. Um, and then it's just a, a intermix of stuff. We've, you know, example, our browser share for new media show is at 2%. So, you know, it, 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 it goes completely the opposite way. So Spotify uh, on the list anywhere? No. Well, let me go look. Let me see how far <laughs> down it is. Uh, Spotify. How far do I have to go? Uh, it's, it is literally, um, less than 1%. Um, but again, the top, really the top 10 is Apple podcast, overcast, podcast, attic, downcast for iOS, believe it or not, cast, castos. And then the next is. Well, Spotify and Stitcher and Alexa and CastBox, are, they're all, I'd have to pull the spreadsheet to get the actual total download numbers, but it's, again, less than 1%, and there's a lot of apps in there. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, well, let me do it by page, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 some apps are less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even break the 1% curve. Um, so, you know, it's, it is what it is. You would think a podcast about podcasting, everyone's going to be using apps. That's exactly what it, you know, it's what it kind of pawns yeah. out here. Operating systems, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. If you're yeah, a podcaster, you're probably, yeah, you it's not an app. Well, if you're in Stitcher right now, uh, likely what's going to happen is you're probably going to be listed in the the upcoming uh, update to the Sirius XM app. Um, and then I heard that the the web pages for all those podcasts are going to be available through uh, Pandora. Yeah. So so it's kind of a blended strategy. And and I talked to that team back then when they. You know, when Sirius XM acquired Stitcher, I said, so are you guys going to manage having three listening platforms um, as far as your, your media company? Because I'm skeptical, you know, back when that happened, I, I was like saying, well, are you guys going to roll these up together? Are you going to shut Stitcher down eventually and put all the podcasts into some of the other listening platforms? Because, you know, it takes resources. It takes staff. It takes all sorts of things to keep three listening platforms that compete against each other going. And so just from an efficiency standpoint in a corporate organization or from a revenue standpoint, you kind of want to focus a little bit, right. And not spread your resources so thin across, you know, especially as you you've seen with Stitcher, a declining market share because it just didn't get the investment behind it to keep it, the market share up. So, you know, this whole thing was inevitable to happen. Right. It, comments are exploding. I, people uh, t- tuned in for round two of the cage match. Uh, <laughs> 51.50 sats from Dave Jones. I tuned in this week for part two of the cage match. 3,303 <laughs> sats from Mike. YouTube channels are not podcasts. 51.50 sats from Dave Jones. He says, here's my basic issue. If suddenly TikTok sucks all of the monetization out of YouTube, well, that's what's happening. All the podcast consultants will start calling TikTok podcasts also. 
The digital ad sector of podcasting changes the definition of podcast whenever the money trail leads to some new platform. I remember for a brief moment, Clubhouse was a podcast. So Dave is absolutely right. And another 33, 33 sats again from Mike Dell saying, Mike, YouTube channels are not podcasts. Now we go over to the YouTube forum. It says, Ross says, Facebook is actually the fourth app for listening to podcasts and they don't even have any integration. Again, that's somebody saying some some stuff that is blowing blowing smoke. Well, Face- that's the signal re- uh, research uh, that came out this past week. No, it's and actually I'm going to have uh, Paul Rismondel on the show next week to run that down for us. No, okay. The only time someone watches this podcast on Facebook is when we're live, and everyone's on YouTube today. There is a bunch of people on YouTube. And on Facebook, uh, hardly any. One. One's watching the live stream today on on, on Facebook. So, But it's I, not a podcast on, right, on, I know. on Facebook, Todd, right? Uh, it's Yeah, it's just a show. Eileen says, hey, Todd and Rob, what's up, everyone? Ross again says, oh, wait. Um, Eileen says, well, I remember with Stitcher was the only podcast app to send Android users. Oh, that's true. Well, and in cars, too. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that that's what their calling card was in the early days yeah. was that they were the, the app that had the integration in vehicles. Eileen says, I listen on overcast. Why are you using that old legacy app? Eileen, get on, go over to podcastapps.com and get yourself a modern podcast app. Uh, Darren says podcast addict user. You're on the right track there. Podcast addicts adopting podcast 2.0 stuff. Uh, I, a beauty bubble says, can you access when precisely things started to go wobbly for stitcher? First, it was really that first transaction when they were bought by what was it, Scripps? Yeah. Well, it was really Stitcher was really kind of a tag along to the real property that was valuable, and that was Midroll. Yeah. So that's actually what what everybody was buying was Midroll. It just so happened Stitcher was part of part of it. Ross says again. So should new shows still add their podcast to Stitcher? I'd say no. Well. It's kind of the gateway to Pandora. Well, no. Um, or is it? What they're doing is they're, they're, they have created a submission engine through um, uh, the, um, the, the Sirius XM platform. So oh, you can go, Sorry. go to the Sirius and submit your podcast there. They've been, actually, I talked to the team. This was probably a year and a half ago that said that they were going to consolidate the submission process. Um, for, for all new podcasts would go into one submission process and they would get made available to all three of the yes. listening platforms. Yes, the number one podcast listening app in the world. I heard radio, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. And then again, global reach less than 1%. So yeah, the right. number one, woohoo, woohoo. Yeah, they're the number one, yeah, whatever. For Maybe for their shows. I thought... I thought Spotify was number one now, Todd. Oh, well, for their shows. <laughs> um, but who at the end of the day has has the most consumption and downloads? Apple. It's Apple. Right. Well, not well, everyone says Spotify does because Spotify has a big No, no, Spotify rate. has the most listeners or uh, the most users or the most okay. you know. But but they don't have a history of consuming a lot of content. No one ever from Spotify has ever emailed any of my shows saying, listen to your show on Spotify. 
Um, I, I agree, Todd, but <laughs> oftentimes what they talk about is apples and oranges. Yeah, right? and we're so not Spotify the never talks about how many episodes are actually watched right. or, yeah. or listened to <laughs> on their platform as a comparison to Apple. Beauty Bevel says, watch out, Todd is wa- wagging the finger. So <laughs> that's a, that coming across no, no, Hawaiian. No. Uh, right. I mean, same people who thought they were listening to podcasts on YouTube last year. Now they think they're listening to podcasts on Facebook. So Eileen sounds to be in, she, in our court. Well, Ross says, I call my podcast the ones that serve through RSS shows. Just the same as I call live streams. It's never just a show. Yeah. So, did, so does this imply, Todd, that uh, when Facebook decided that they weren't going to support podcasting anymore, that, that that was actually a smart move on their part because now they're the number one platform? <laughs> I, I have yet to actually see. I don't see. I, I'm on. I, I live on Facebook. It's a it's a permanent tab that's opened on my on all my browsers, whether it be my laptop or my iMac or whatever. I and I subscribe to a lot of podcasters. As a matter of fact, probably of my friends that I follow on Facebook, probably a half are active podcasters. I've never seen their podcast in my in my. I've seen a promotion for their podcast, right? That leads back to an episode somewhere, but I've never. I, I where is this coming from? Are people thinking reels now or podcasts? You know, I watch reels. I don't consider reels on Facebook to be a podcast. I don't see promotions for podcasts on reels. Well, Todd, uh, tune in next week uh, for the next episode of the new media show where all that will be clarified. Oh, well, so. is it going to, is it going to be round three? Ding, 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 ding. It'll be, it'll be round three. So you don't oh, want to miss it. Okay. It's going to well, that... be uh, it's, it's going to be another cage match between, between YouTube and Facebook. Uh, you know, cause guess what? It's no matter what we're going to say, we're all fans of the space, right? We're all fans of podcasting. Right. right. It, it is the last bastion of free speech because it remains and has always been an open medium that no one can control and everyone wants to control it. And guess what? And at the same time, give creators nothing, zero, zero. Thank right. you very much. Zero. They give you zero. Run always, ads around your content the and give you zero. Right. The creators always get screwed and get zero. You know, creators have a choice on where their content resides. They have a choice. Yeah. Why, you know, it, it, we talked about this last year. Just imagine. Just imagine about 50,000 podcasters or 100,000 podcasters said, no, I don't want my content on Spotify. The power right. in that. The power you have. But most don't understand that. We have, you know, the 10,000, 12,000 people that listen to the show that fully get it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, we pound them into submission. <laughs> so, I don't know, but the Stitcher thing, going back to Stitcher, yeah, what a, what a, yeah, you know, too many, too many different platforms, just too much. They bought too much. And you know, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's just almost like a, like a drama series. I mean, you could create a whole, you know, movie documentary on the history of Stitcher. You I know, mean, Blueberry has all of the companies that acquired it and then sold it and then did different things with it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a remarkable story. You know, Blueberry has a directory. And we get a massive amount of traffic to that directory. 
you know, literally a, a million or more hits a month come into the directory itself. People come in and checking shows out and, you know, it's, but it's spread across again, you know, several million listings. So it's not like no. each individual listings get a lot. Some shows over there on the directory get a lot. I, you know, I mm -hmm. just think, wow, you know, maybe I can be, replace Stitcher, you know, um, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here, but I don't think so. I'm not building an app. So. Yeah. yeah, it's tough to compete in the, um, in the listening side. But at the same point, it goes back to in the end, you know, what do you want for your show? How do you, how do you want your show represented? And, um, and that's up to each individual podcaster. But, you know, I keep saying it, Todd can talk to his blue in the face, but you, you do it. You do you boo. You know, you do, you do how you do, do what you want because in the end it's your show. That's the beauty. Right. I'm not a gatekeeper. Rob's not a gatekeeper. We just, we just try to, caution you about the gatekeepers <laughs> well we are surrounded by gatekeepers so um back in 2020 ew scripts yeah. um, sold all the podcast assets that it owned um and and it basically triton digital went to iheart while stitcher and midroll were acquired by sirius xm for 325 million is what the speculated purchase amount was so what did uh, Sirius XM get out of that deal? They right. got, I, I think what they got out of it really was expense of Stitcher and revenue from Midroll. Right. That's what they got. Right. And, and also you can't factor out their content creation studio that they had. The, I think it was called the Earwolf uh, platform. It was a kind of a comedy yeah. talk uh, platform that was, that also has a long history in the podcasting space too. But um, yeah, so they paid quite a bit of money for all that. And um, that's just another example of how these larger, larger media companies kind of had to acquire their way into podcasting um, versus build it themselves. Yeah. So uh, Ross says podcast hosting companies have no restrictions on free speech as long as it's legal in the U S I think here's the key with that Ross, we have terms of service. And yeah. if you invoke hate, in other words, or, and basically a, a hate speech is obviously protected, but at the same time, if you invoke hate and say, I'm going to go, you know, off someone, you know, and that's reported to us, you, you know, you, you're gone. You're not going to be on Blueberry anymore. There are certain use, you know, certain things that and we will, we will cancel account, but you know, be, just because I cancel their hosting doesn't mean that show can't still exist on their own .com with their own RSS feed and host their own media. So. You know, that's, that's the Delta there. That's, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, there is a lot of companies that are blowing up my inbox. Every, matter of fact, I had one this morning, someone on LinkedIn says, Hey, you know, we see, we see your, we see all your content on your website. We, we want to come in and, uh, tell you, you know, we want to run through all that and tell, tell you which one of those episodes are, 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 are not brand safe. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm not I'm not busting my Section 230 protection by becoming a, you know, someone that is going to scrutinize the content. If someone reports something, yep, we obviously investigate and we have a DMCA takedown process for that. But I'm not uh, going to go and be the be the speech police. Well, it's the path towards content moderation. 
coming into podcasting. And yeah. I think we have to be aware of that, that that's kind of what's happening there. Well, we, and again, like I said last week, we need to start a list of companies that are being known to use content moderation and have that list be publicly known. So podcasters, again, know who's doing moderation on content. I don't think hosts are doing that. I think it's, I their, don't believe that that any hosts are, are, yeah, are doing, I don't think so. but I do think that certain platforms, yeah, I think add um, uh, DAI are, probably those are doing are, it yeah. on some shows and those shows may not even be aware of it. Yeah. I, I believe that too. Well, they should know. Well, they should. And that's, that's the key takeaway there is that they should know that they're being analyzed and that that data that's coming out of that analysis is being used to decide on scope of campaigns. Yeah. Eileen says, I'm going to pick YouTube over Facebook. Uh, Eileen, I'm picking my website over all of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because when YouTube doesn't like what I say and take my stuff off, it's still, it's still, it's, or it's still available on my website and I don't have a YouTube embed on my website. So I don't have to worry about that disappearing either. So. Though I do wonder, you know, one aspect of Stitcher that was um, well known uh, back in its heyday was its work in getting integrated into cars. Right. right. Um, I just wonder what's going to happen to that part of it. Cause I saw that early as a big value prop for Stitcher uh, was getting integration into the cars. And I just, I think what's happening now is, is, you know, we're seeing uh, the Android uh, platform and Apple's platform CarPlay and things like that get integrated into vehicles more now. So those big platforms are, are, are really being the funnel for what Stitcher was trying to do early on. Um, and so there may, it just may not be a place for Stitcher anymore in the car. I had to go run an errand this, this afternoon and on the way into the office this morning, which my commute's only 10 minutes, I had, I'm using fountain, uh, the app. And it's, it works on Apple Car or Apple CarPlay. So oh, yeah. basically, you know, I'm listening to Fountain and I'm able to control it on the dashboard. Um, I don't even use the Apple Podcast app in my car. I use my, 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 my third party app or my modern podcast app. And uh, through your phone? Through my phone. You right. know, so I just, it's through my phone. I don't, I don't ever use any of the, you know, it's all through your phone for Apple CarPlay. And the same thing, I've got an Android device too. And sometimes it syncs it instead and it goes to the Android play and it's the same deal. So I think most of us that are in vehicles doing any type of commute, I just, I have to look at that sometime and see if we can see how much listening is actually happening on Apple CarPlay. But again, I think it's through the Apple podcast app. So maybe it doesn't even show up as CarPlay. Mm -hmm. Right. But and, again, I use Fountain, so through Fountain. Right. And if you look back in the the history of Stitcher, they were their original name was Stitcher Radio. Um, right. Many people don't know that or remember that, but um, the whole concept of Stitcher when it was formed was basically creating more of a lean back experience, more of like a playlist type of a listening experience. And what they what they faced criticism for was basically inserting audio ads in between episodes of, of a playlist of podcasts. So let's say you subscribe to 
five different podcasts and they would basically auto assemble those episodes into a playlist that would automatically be updated and you just click play and it would play your playlist and then they would automatically insert ads in between right. the episodes. And there was no revenue share in the early days of that with content creators. And since the content was being rehosted, encoded, re-encoded, and then they were running ads against uh, around the content, not in the content, but around the content, they felt like they could monetize this app. And that's, that's where they faced a lot of friction. And that's where the article that I wrote really was addressing that um, methodology and, and how a lot of these listening apps were struggling to justify the investment in the existence well, of the app well, and you look pay at, developers and things like that because there was no revenue model. Were, were you working at Podcast One at that time when you wrote that? Uh, yes. Okay, I so I know. I know. Uh, no, no, no. No, I was working for uh, Spreaker. So I know the late Norm Pattis. I, well, I used to work for Norm. I know, right. but the late Norm Pattis yeah. had a huge issue with Stitcher. Uh, yeah, he and, did. And he didn't well, want content. Actually, Norm, Norm wanted to buy Stitcher, actually. I, I don't know if that's ever I, been said well, publicly. I guess, but I guess you're not under NDA anymore. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's, he's left Earth, so... Well, um, some entity of the company is still there. So, yeah, anyway, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So he, he was a big, big no, no, no. And he's also was big on not going to Spotify when Spotify was not doing pass through. Well, when, when they were doing caching. Yeah, yeah. It was the whole rehosting was the issue. And, yeah. and many of the larger, larger media companies objected to that back in those days. Um, so, you know, you can't really beat up on it too much because um that was a lot of the the revenue models um and we're seeing some pressure around that um coming back again there's always an interest you know we've heard this with youtube and things like that um and spotify like you said they started out caching too so right yeah i i wish i could talk about a certain topic but i can't you can't i can't you know, I, I think this caching issue, um, you know, if, and that's part of the problem with the YouTube piece is they're caching the media too. So, um, well, they've been doing that for years. I so know, but I, I just it's don't, not a new thing. But I'm talking right. about YouTube is caching the, well, yeah, of course. But I think that's going to be a big detriment to wide adoption by people submitting RSS feeds over there when they get that done. Um, I just don't. You know, I think the big shows are going to be very, very hesitant to do so unless, you know, unless, of course, big shows are probably going to get some deal. And then again, the, the small shows are just, you know, tough luck, Charlie. You're, you know, you send me a, a, a ad free version of your show and, and suck it up and, and, and we, we will monetize on top of you and, uh, and give you nothing. So yeah, I think where they're going to want is, um, episodes that don't have dynamically inserted content uh i think is what but it's, it's that's but, but rob that it's, it, okay right. you know it's a i can dynamically insert a host endorse just as easy i can dynamic no, I know you geico can. ad sure. you know so sure. it's you know it's one half dozen yeah other. but even if you look at uh youtube more broadly they're okay with host read ads yeah of course but you have to but the problem it. is there's no replacing it right 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 
And that's, that's why businesses like doing collaborations because that collaboration's always in there. Yeah, that's why well, you see, you know, AG1 or whatever that athletic greens, you know, it's about, I, I, I see that green stuff and I'll hear, I'll probably never, obviously, I'm going to say this and I'll never get an athletic greens ad. I, that stuff, have you ever tasted it? No, I haven't. I, I don't but know. But I also, I, <clears throat> to me, it's, <laughs> sure, it's oh. healthy for you if it's, if it doesn't, they're taste, never going to advertise on this show <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but Nor I see a lot. Of, oh, point. it tastes good. It's wonderful. It's healthy for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to get flagged in the content moderation. So I don't know if that's a category in the content moderation uh, algorithm. Oh, I'm sure. Disdain. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's on YouTube. It's the same advertisers all over the place. People, you know, shilling for. You know the same the same companies again and again. They must be having good good success with it. Yeah. So. Well, it probably works that, for some that people. VPNs. Right. Every VPN on the planet is advertising on YouTube. So. Yeah. People will take <laughs> take the revenue, right? You got absolutely right. Hey, oh, that reminds me. Um, I did listen to it. I'm not going to say the show because it's going to get a reaction. Um, I, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I very rarely listen to the top podcast right. and, and I grabbed one that let's say is in the top 25 just cause I want, I hadn't heard it before. I wanted to hear, listen to the format. It was, I could only stand it for about 30 minutes. And here's the reason why two pre-rolls and every Four and a half to five minutes, two ads. And I, I listened, I think, to seven total ads, which I started hitting the 30-second advance button on because the transitions were horrible. There, there was at least seven ads in the first 30 minutes of content making up. And I started counting it. I didn't want, because it was, some of them were 30-second reads, some of them were one-minute reads. and host reds kind of and i was like 15 minutes of content and maybe 10 minutes of ads i i'll never listen to that show ever again i will never i'll never ever listen so i i, I was blown away at the ad load in this particular show there's got to be people that how this show stays in the top 25 is beyond me who would listen so with that many ad insertions so, Todd, how many ads in an hour audio program do you think is acceptable? 30-second ads, let's say. Three? Three in the whole episode? Uh, yeah. Pre-roll, post-roll? Uh, three mids. I don't – three – no one listens. You know, you can have a – I would say three mids would be uh, – well, I'm just telling you what my show does. If I do an hour and if I do two, I'm good. Three is pushing it. But I, I, I couldn't, I, I got so pissed off. I was like, I'm not listening to this ever again. So are you doing a, a, a blend of, um, programmatic as well as host reads in your show? Is that what you I do? One, doing? one pre and one mid for my personal show. Okay. Programmatic for the pre and then go daddy for the host read. Okay. 
and it's a host thread. It's not, it, it lives. It's going to be in the media yeah, forever. And don't you usually do like a minute and a half on that or something like that? Yeah, too? I, I so do a minute, minute and a half. Read. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you know, sometimes I do short, sometimes do a little longer. Depends. I try to, I try to get, you know, I try to get in and out in about a minute, but yeah. it was, I, I, and it was all stuff that I would, how should I say it? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, VPNs, some food program, AG1, you know, it was all the thing. And I just like, really? And there's no emotion, no emotion by the host. It's just this kind of read the script. Now here, you should try this because this, and use this as a such and code slash such and such, this and that, and make sure you get your, you get a, you know, 90 day trial instead of a three and 30 day trial by say using such and such code, such and such. And I just like, there was so many that I was like, shoot me in the head <laughs> because it interrupted the content. And I was like, what was, what was the individual talking about before the ad start? Cause it got so, cause again, every three and a half, four, four and a half, five minutes, bam, another ad. Todd. Do you remember the uh, early episodes of Kevin Smith's Smodcast uh, network? Did you ever listen to any of that? I don't think so. Okay. Well, he had, he probably had like seven, eight minutes of promos and ads at the beginning of every episode that he, you know, that he God did. bless him. Yeah. He got paid because I'd have been going one hit 30 <laughs> second, 30 second, 30 second. I'd, I'd have bit that thing about 10 times. Well, that's what, that's what he would get on the show and, and say at the end of that eight, eight minute run, he, he'd say, you know, I know I've got a lot of uh, <laughs> promos at the beginning of the show. If you just don't want to listen to them, just hit the fast forward button. Oh you my know. God. But he said, he said that, huh? Yeah. He actually would say that <laughs> right, right at the beginning of a show. So the next time somebody would listen to a show, they, they just, would skip through And you'd get paid for all of them. Probably performance that was junk. Right. So he was playing a game with the audience, right? So he was telling the advertisers, you know, I'm going to have you at the very beginning of the show telling all these promos and promo swaps and his comedy shows and all this stuff that he was promoting at the beginning of the show. And then he tells audience to just next episode. So, so as a podcaster, cause we're talking to podcasters right. go and I don't know how many top shows you listen to. I don't know. Right. I don't know how many you listen to. I rarely listen to any of them. I'm down in the weeds. Yeah. You know, I'm down in the, you know, the 200, 300 level area, you know, and go and just grab yourself five top shows Grab a couple of political ones and then listen. I know maybe you won't be able to stomach it, but listen to how many ads. And I think you're going to agree with me. It, it's too much. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how loyal. Uh, I would not be loyal. And Todd, the second question is where are those podcasts hosted? That, that's the second question on that. Um, are they a platform that's associated with a radio network by chance or that'll give you a good clue no actually not this one wasn't no no this one wasn't huh uh-uh but if i said the name it, first of all i was just checking show out because i wanted to hear you know i heard about this podcaster how how great the show was i just and i know someone said earlier they they don't like listen to us at at one speed because it sounds too slow well i'll have to speak faster and then you won't be able to do that yeah so. come on now 
Don't don't listen to one and a half. You 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 miss the nuances of the show with those dramatic pauses. Yeah. And you, yeah, here's here's another thing I found out that if you listen at one and a half, there's something psychologically negative that happens to you. Try. I would think your comp- comprehension drops. Well, there's other things that happen. So I'm just cautioning you. Go back to one to 1.0 on all the shows you listen to. Do it for a week. Do it for seven days or 10. Tell me if your anxiety goes down. Oh. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I don't think it's healthy to listen at one and a half speed or two. Really don't. I don't think it's healthy at all. Well, it's not a normal way that people speak. That's the thing. You know, your brain has been developed to listen to speech in a certain way. That's unnatural. So that's, that's just my opinion. And I just, you know, just try it for 10 days and see how you do. You're going to be anxious. It's going to be painful. Those first few episodes you listen at 1.0. Right. But I've heard, I've heard other people talk about this, this, uh, this issue that they've had and where they've switched off of being going from one and a half to one. So Todd, you want to talk about a couple other? Sure. Things that popped up in the space. Yeah. Um, there's a new CEO at Lipson. Oh, yeah. On John Gibbons. So why are they doing switching hats so often over there? Well, I can only speculate on this, but uh, John was uh, hired probably about a, I don't know, about a year and a half ago um, as the president and uh, chief product officer for, for Lipson. He's a terrific guy. He's the former CEO of Pocket Cast. So he's got a long history. He's He's been CEO of, of uh, or CIO or whatever of a variety of co- companies in the past. So he's a very experienced CEO and tech leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not entirely surprising to some degree that he would be picked for that potential role. Um, I'm I'm assuming that the Brad, the former uh, CEO, um, chose to move on and maybe take on you know some new projects. It's not unusual for. Is, you know, did Brad like stay that. with the company or is he doing something else? Who's this? Did, did, oh, Bra- did Brad stay with I would imagine he's staying on the board probably. Okay. I met Brad but, too. Brad's a nice guy. I, like but I don't know. Right. Oh, you've never met that, Brad or? Who, me? Yeah. You knew no, Brad. No, I've worked a lot with oh, Brad okay. over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, over the time that. So uh, the new with, the new guy. Yeah. The new CEO. Right. You had yeah, some, I've worked with John too. With John right. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good I guy. I, think I, he'll be I don't a good... know if I met John. Maybe. It's possible. I, I'm horrible with names. I need someone to follow me around and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, that's that's so and so. You know, I'd go to parties, you know, I, I, I need a name I need a name tag on you, you know? Because sometimes <laughs> people come to me and say, Hey Todd, and I'm like, uh hey, how you doing? How's how's how you been? And you know, I'm kind of looking at their conference badge, trying to figure out who they are. So yeah. So I think that uh, Lipson is in good hands with John. So I think it'll work out okay. And then maybe um, Brad can move on and work on a different project. I know Brad owns a lot of stock in in Lipson. I mean, he he kind of came into this role as an activist investor of sorts, is what I would say. I mean, he, he was he bought in a significant share well, of he, the company. There's and nothing he can to, do with that stock. 
<laughs> not currently, but I'm sure that they have a plan to bring it back into the public market at some point. You know, who knows when, but yeah. I that is likely the outcome. But this probably isn't the best time to be taking a company back out uh, into the public market. So it may be good to just hold for a little while until the economy turns around. Eileen says they use Libsyn as a resume builder. <laughs> well, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. Well, I got, I got some benefit over the years from formerly working at Microsoft. So I can, I can definitely see that. Um, it's always good to have a rich CV. My CV is yeah. pretty thin. <laughs> well, that's because you only worked at one company over the years, right? Well, I worked, um, worked for the government and then worked, and built my own thing. <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, I think now as you look, look at it, I mean, I think a lot of people that build their own companies now are highly respected people. So I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, did you also ass. see, yeah. <laughs> did you also see the quotes from Matt Cutler? Um, the, the former kind of head of content over at Spotify. Um, he's the former head of Paracast. Um, and I guess he did an, did an interview talking about Spotify and he suggested in this interview that it, it's a mistake. It's a mistake on the part of Spotify to go after Hollywood talent. You know, the Rob and Todd consulting firm could have saved Spotify $800 million. Well, because I experienced this myself. I know. Uh, I know. Podcast one. Um, That's what I'm saying. We could have, we could have, yeah. you know, I, t I told the Spotify team when they bought Anchor, I said, you know, I could have saved you, uh, you know, a hundred million dollars just for a little, you know, one hour consult, you know, because they obviously think they know best. Can't monetize the network. Yeah, and he also said that uh, he also discussed the slowness of decisions at the company uh, and and shows that are resourceful rather than entertaining are what's next. I think that was a very interesting quote that I don't know if we want to try and dissect, but when he says resourceful. looking forward shows that are resourceful rather than entertaining. Yeah, shows that give, are what's inf next. give information, have you know, educate, you know, we, we have enough entertainment already. I don't need, you know, and a certain, there's a certain, I don't watch. Do you watch, inter, do you listen to entertainment shows? No. I mean, either. That's because they're low value, low mentally challenging. Even, programs. even if Harry and Megan had created a podcast, I'd have never listened to it because I don't care. Well, but, it's all gossip and and, and activist stuff, and, you know, I, I don't yeah. I have no, right. have, I don't care. Yeah. Well, and lots of people just don't care about the whole, you know, English. Well, some people, some people love either. and follow celebrities. I understand it. Right. I understand why people create podcasts after television series. It's not necessarily the actors. It's the series. You know, you look at Yellowstone. I love Yellowstone. I'm sad. Yellowstone's going away. You know, it's one of the favorite series after Lost that I've watched every episode. Right, right. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a country boy. I don't, I don't rope cattle. But, you know, it's kind of this cool thing, right? This cool show, a lot of drama, you know, big bullies and that kind of stuff. They're beating up people and, you know, gunfights. Hey, hey, modern stuff, that's fun. But that's entertainment 
but I would never create a podcast about it. Some people do, and I'm sure those podcasts have been very successful. But I don't want I don't want to listen to Carly B, and I don't want to listen to, you know, I have no desire. I want to be educated. So I think it's interesting that Spotify has chosen to kind of pull back a little bit on the on the celebrity podcast because they are expensive. They don't always work. Um, and you know, they've had a lot of failed deals, uh, that have come through. So it's not surprising that maybe they're going to follow Matt's advice. Rob, here's what it is. They under major, major scrutiny. The free money is gone. Mm-hmm. They, they have to have success. They have to have shows that deliver major numbers. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I, I tell you already what's going to happen. Here's the crystal ball. And if it isn't happening already, every podcast on that platform is going to get a pre-roll played against it. Right. Spotify is yep. going to run ads against podcasters' content, and then podcasters are going to cry. How come I'm not going to get no money? Well, they have to put dollars in the bank. And the only way they can do it is through subs, people that pay for their Spotify subscription Mm -hmm. and the ads that come into the system. Those are the, and maybe they're going to, you know, whatever else they're branching off to movies, books, whatever. They're going to have some small, small numbers on their revenue line. You know, it's a little blip. It's this much, you know, one and a half percent of revenue based upon whatever. And at the same time, they've got a history of not taking care of artists anyway in my opinion. So they have to figure out a strategy that's going to, you know, recoup some of this billion dollars that they've lost. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Beauty Bubble says, let's do it. That consulting firm sounds good. Good to me. There's a whole bunch of people there in a podcasting space that would be great consultants. You know, that could, because they've been in this space a long time. They say, yeah, that might not work. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's been tried well, three times keeps, well and the space keeps evolving and changing and what um, people are interested in shows and how to go to market with them is constantly changing too yeah. and that's why a lot of consultants are don't always know what they're talking about because you know they're not keeping up with <laughs> the market my deck team did have a there was actually an explanation mark in the chat channel a couple of, well, about a week ago one of the they actually got a consultant on the phone that knew what he was talking about and I say, get, get that individual's name. Make sure we know who that person is. So when someone needs a consultant, we can refer them to them because <laughs> they actually knew. They didn't have to be educated. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Todd, did you see the, the, the news that Australia leads the world when it comes to podcast listening? Do you know I, that? Well, that would be cool. It says, so according to Edison Research, it says. The, what's the percentage? The Australian study showed that um, 43% of Australians listen to a podcast every month. So don't eat me, James Cridland. Why is that? Compared to 42%. So it's not a hit by much. No, but, but still, what, what do they say what's driving that? I don't know. I think it's probably just a culture difference. Um, I don't think that commercial radio is as big there, but... Um, well, so, commercial radio has been has driven most of their conferences, right? Right, right. It says it says 
43% of Australians listen to a podcast every month compared to the U.S. 42, a third every week compared to I'm not following. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a pretty big social yeah. bunny. I, I'm out and about and talking with people and I talk about, you know, they ask me what I do and I, you know, I explain what I do. And of course I say, I work in the podcasting space and they say, oh, what's your podcast about? And so I have to explain, you know, Yes, I do a podcast, but I also run a hosting company and they don't understand that, but they understand podcasts. I don't, I haven't run into anyone that doesn't listen to podcasts in a very, very long time on all age levels. Yeah. So for me, I think the penetration in the United States is much, much higher than, you know, again, again, I'm, I'm, got the full exposure on age ranges my age group all the way down so i don't know yeah. when's the last time you had someone tell you rob that they didn't listen to a podcast when you met them i don't know i i can't i always ask what show they listen time. to i can't think of anybody right now that has said that but but the study also um asked um what platform they use to listen to podcasts too and the Edison research out of Australia is coming up. Spotify is number one with 34%. Now it says used more often. It's not talking about downloads. It's not talking right, about right, any other right, metric right, right. than how many, how many times they used it. Um, the number one is Spotify at 34%. YouTube is number two at 24%. And Apple podcasts is three at 11%. It says Apple podcasts isn't on Android and the research uh, says Android has 50, 51.6% share of mobile um, mobile devices in Australia. Well, I'm going to be honest. If, you know, once you leave the uh, confines of Canada, the United States, and probably UK, the number of people carrying iPhones diminished greatly. Uh, in Japan, you know, again, we have to look country by country on makeup of, of devices, but Spotify, for sure, um, based upon just that trip out to Riyadh, is very obvious to me that, um, you know, Spotify has a scorched earth policy in those countries. I have no doubt that they're doing well outside in those other markets. I have, I have no doubt whatsoever. Yeah. So it, it, if you look at this just on the, on the surface, if 51.6% of the devices are Android, that does mean that there's like 40, what, 8% that are um, iOS, right? So it's a pretty big percentage sure. that are still um, on, on the Apple platform. But what the difference is probably with Spotify is that Spotify is on the Apple and Android platforms versus Apple only available right, on, right. on the Apple platform, right? It Which just- is another example of why apple it would make sense for them to put out an android app but it's also rob if you know going back to what we've done at blueberry for many many years you know we've talked about it a hundred times on the show and we adopted that subscribe on android.com and integrated with those a lot of third-party podcast apps including a new one just recently um we trained we had our content creators trained to get people onto android so we've always led in Android adoption and then that's probably narrowing a little bit now, but it's just because we made it easy for Android users to get subscribed to shows. So 
Um, And Stitcher's made it easy. I mean, not Stitcher. Spotify's made it easy to listen to shows uh, yep. on on outside on Android. So yeah, it's no doubt it's 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 Google's fault. You know, for their poor their poor implementation, everything they've done with podcasts on Android so far. This is the thing that we, I keep going back to. Google has a horrible track record when it comes to podcasts. <laughs> horrible. And yeah. I'm not convinced right. this YouTube strategy is going to work. Um, you know, they get the benefit of the doubt because they're YouTube. But no one's talking about YouTube music. Well, if this means that YouTube gets gets uh, more video content, then they're happy, right? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd I'd love to see the 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 deltas between those that are doing video on YouTube and those that are doing audio on YouTube, and what, how many if people are doing audio on YouTube? Are they happy with their numbers? Just doing audio only. Mm-hmm. Is it being discovered? By the way, I do have to ask you: What did you think of our album art from last week? Did you see it? No, I haven't. What you oh my up? god! You missed. You didn't look at our album art. On, not the series art, but did, on the website. Do you see the episode art from last week? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, Rob, look, look, got to load newmediashow.com. That right. that was created with Midjourney. And it's basically two dudes yelling into microphones. <laughs> and we got some compliments. I had people talking wow. at different shows about that. Wow, I think we found our uh, our new uh, out show cover art. Well, right? that's for one episode. I'm going to create something today different based upon everything we've talked about. It'll probably be something to do with stitching or something like that, unzipping a zipper or something, because we've talked a lot wow. about stitching. Okay. Right. So, you know, maybe a, a zipper with the infernal of hell behind it or something like that. So. Right? <laughs> what kind of a query did you put into um, this this app to generate this? I basically said two men yelling into microphones, facing off each other like they were going to do battle. <laughs> basically, that was kind of the query. <laughs> kind of a little bit like a wrestling match, right? It, it, That's the analogy I had two, I or, I had two or three things that I tried beforehand arm, and was horrible. Arm, arm wrestling is what it should have been. But I, I, I think this thing knocked it out of the ballpark. I was like, yeah, right. that was a great, right. it was great. Now, have yeah. you, have you seen what I did to the YouTube channel? Oh, so you, you, you're, you're slipping. I mean, let me, I, sh- no, I didn't know that you posted all this stuff. Well, so you know, let me, go look. let me, let me show you what we did, what I did for the channel. So this is the, the Elmar on one side is, uh, is basically shows a picture of a audio studio and the extra one is a video studio. But if you see the big image of it on top, it says new media productions. And on the bottom, it says geek new central on one half and, um, new media show on the other half. So you can't see the full version of this. I don't know how you actually, uh, yeah, I don't think we you can actually see the, uh, yeah, I just loaded it. But on if you go and look at this on YouTube TV, you can see the full the full scope of the art. But this is just playing around with Mid Journey, having a little fun with it and see what I could come up with. So it kinda, it kinda looks like uh Leo Laporte's 
studio. But it's just, you know, it's just, you know, kind of a cool little render thing. And it's, you know, it is what, again, yeah. this, and, and I don't, I don't know how to show more links. I've actually got GNC and NMC, you know, both of them linked. Anyway, it's just playing around with this thing. And, um, yeah, that's cool. I think mid journey is going to be my best 20 bucks I've spent this year. It's, it's better than chat GBT. And we're not going to go down that road, but I've been having a lot of fun with mid journey. Yeah. looks like it. And uh, when someone talks about our album art on another show, you know, you've done well. And with Apple getting ready to support episode level album art in iOS 17. That's true. uh, That's coming out. What in in September? I don't know when, but you know, when it comes out, the episode level, finally they're going to support their own tag. Right. So there's one thing. Have you heard about this new experiment they're doing in podcasting 2.0 called value time split? Okay. No, I haven't, I guess. All right. So a best best way to describe it is, and again, these guys are like, they're truly, they call it running with scissors. They're truly running with scissors, you know, running down a hallway with the scissors pointed at them actually, and hope they don't trip and impale themselves. Sometimes they do. Um, but this value time split basically allows you as, let's say we are going to bring on uh, a guest for a little bit. And we could actually change our value block for a short period of time to our guest. Uh, the analogy, or the, actually not the analogy, the test cases they're using is they're playing indie music during the podcast. So they're, you know, they're doing their commentary and they break for a music clip, a two and a half, three minute indie clip. And the, and the money that's earned from the value block goes to the show versus to the host during the time the music is, um, is playing. And then it switches back and then the, the, the value block for basically when people are using a modern podcast app, when they're streaming sats by the minute, if they're doing a hundred sats per minute per se, they, the, that artist would probably get like 300 sats for that listen. And then it would go back to the, to the artist. They've had some huge success just doing some experiments. So this thing is just, you know, it's, that is way out there, you know, on like fringe utilization, uh, but I think you could see DJs starting to do things where they're doing music sets and streaming live from a value for value standpoint, audio or, and basically yeah. er, having these artists earn money through a value time split. Um, the use cases in podcasting are starting to expand because, you know, music obviously is very, very challenging because you have to make sure you're not violating copyright and that you're actually using indie music and not, you know, someone's cover for that's on, you know, some record right. label, but, right. um, and just some of the stuff that's going on here. Uh, remember blog rolls? Yeah. Well, now you can do a pod roll and mm-hmm. you basically can within your RSS feed and it's not implemented with us yet, but others are starting to implement it. You can basically send a link and say, here's 10 shows I recommend that I listen to and basically do like you did in the old days. when we had a blog roll pod roll. Those would show up in the podcast app said, okay, Todd recommends these seven shows that you should listen to in conjunction with his own show. So we have the ability to drive a recommendation engine personally. that's oh. personally curated and not machine curated. 
I can tell my audience, okay, I think these five will be good for you to listen to. So I, I, there's some cool stuff that's coming. We just need more adoption and you need podcasters just to pay attention to what's going on here. We're, we're the, the, the expansion of features is beyond anything that shouldn't, the news shouldn't be YouTube. The news should be all this cool, new stuff that we're bringing the marketplace for podcasters, for listeners. And it's just a matter of getting all the apps to embrace them all. Yeah. And and that number's growing every day. I think there's seven or seven or eight now, but still the getting the audience to understand, you know, what we're doing here is important, not just from the value stuff, not for V4V, but all the other new features we're bringing that are going to make the experience for a listener much more engaging on, on, on the podcast app they use. Rob, your video went away. Yeah, I, oh, you're I pulled us. up a screenshot. Uh, so uh, what is that? It's actually a, a oh. link from, from the Podcast Business Journal um, about active podcast trend line. Yep. So this is a, a, a chart that I'm showing that, that shows... Um, starting May 29th, 2023. So not that long ago, what about a month ago or so, um, that's the trajectory of the number of podcasts updated in the last 90 days. I could probably pull a corresponding chart to show you the increase in listeners that are basically because of this declining number of shows, I can show you an equal chart going the other way of podcasts from, from the listener side where apps or shows are climbing in listenership. I, and some shows, well, I, as they get, as there's fewer shows, yeah. there's probably more listeners available. The audience right? is not gone anywhere. So the audience right. of these fewer shows, the audiences are migrating to shows that are still active. Uh, so you know, I've seen, I mean, incredible. I've seen, I'm looking at shows. I'm like, Whoa, where did they get an 18% jump? You know? And, and it's just all these. Yeah. I would share that. I would share that number too. Cause that's, that's a confirmation of the concept that maybe this is a terrific time to start a new show. That best, <laughs> best time ever. Right. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's, it's a, and it's, if you're active podcaster, this is not the time to throttle back. This is roll right. up promotion double down on social get out there where these audiences are hanging out it, it's it's time it's you've got you've got the sun is shining and it is bright and high noon for shows that are are new are basically are are con are creating content it's a great time to grow audience you know my personal tech shows i think we're up 15 percent this year it's 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 big i've never seen growth like this in a in a short this short of a period of time yeah because people are 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 still listening it'll be interesting to see what the edison research stuff comes out with share of ear and all that as we go forward to see what has happened but i also think that a lot of listeners are you look at subs on netflix and subs on these other platforms are going down so what they're really seeking out, I, I think they're just, I think, I think the consumption habits of consumers are changing now too. I think there's a dual element here. Right. And if you're providing compelling, good content, wherever it may be, I, I think you're going to do well in, in growth. Especially. Yeah, and I think you're, you're seeing a lot of the, 
the big competition, right? These larger media companies really pull back. I don't know if you yeah. saw the, well, they, the free money's gone. They, 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 they can't, they have to have success. They can't right. have even, a loss. Even a, a, a historically successful, uh, network, uh, New York public radio, um, has, has initiated layoffs and no bonuses. And, yeah. yeah. So you're seeing, you know, platform or content platforms that are historically done very well to capture attention in the podcasting space really kind of pull back. Everyone continues to say, oh, advertising is great, but something, there's something, something, there's not, there's someone's fibbing. Well, well, I think that there's, I mean, let's, let's say it from what I'm seeing too, is that there's less trust in content coming out of mainstream media of all types right now. And there's a shift over to, you know, maybe giving the little guy a chance. Maybe it's never rolled down to the little guy, but our programmatic yeah. is doing well. So I think, I think that, you know, podcasting, like you keep saying is one of the last bastions of free speech to some degree. And that, that can either be a good thing or it can be weaponized against us. Uh, I think, the world is kind of like trying to control conversation. You know where it's all going. It's, go, it's all going to TikTok. Yeah, you know, all the money's going to TikTok. TikTok has got, you know, that's why TikTok, you know, has been under so much scrutiny is because they're taking money away from all these other platforms. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, would, I thought it I'd love to see the, the actual dollar amounts is shifting from one medium to the next. Yeah. Did you watch it all? Any of the sessions out of VidCon out of Los Angeles? No, I don't Rob. I, I have a day job. I, I work. I don't I have, do, I don't have time. Yeah. But you say you consume a lot of content. No, I do. But you know, when I go home from the end of the day, I, I watch sailing shows. I don't watch, uh, yeah, I, I don't watch podcast. Or, you know, industry stuff. I, I need to decompress. I do this for 10 hours a day. I don't need to do it anymore. Right. Or I won't last. I'll be dead in three years. I thought that the discussion at VidCon was very much aligned with the kind of current state of podcasting right now. Is that they're seeing this uh, change in behavior in consumption and content creators, uh, it's, it's shifting more towards independent creators. So um, are they saying consumption is shifting towards yeah. independent creators? Yeah. And, and the whole event was very focused on talking about monetization strategies for individual creators. And, and at the same time, uh, YouTube announced a reduction in the, right the kind of requirements for being qualified for monetization, they dropped the requirement from a thousand subscribers and to 500 subscribers and 4,000 to 3,000 listening on the listening hours. hours. Right. So right. why, why are they doing that? Yeah. And so they, they can attract more independent creators to their platform well, because people are saying, screw you. I'm going to, cause you, you can monetize on TikTok at a thousand. Well, they're seeing a lot of uptake in independent voices, creating programs on the platform and people shying away and not trusting content coming from the major media companies that have been historically publishing or redistributing their content on YouTube under licensing agreements with, with 
with YouTube, people are just not watching that stuff as much. They're watching more niche targeted topic programs. You know, I probably do a, I don't watch any news. Zero. Um, That's part of what the trend is starting to show is I don't either. I don't watch any mainstream news media anymore. I I might tune in if there's some national event going on. I might load something up, you know, like that, that sub. I, you know, I checked out a little con, you know, whatever, you know, was on the 30 minute repeat. I might check something like that out. Yeah. Um, right. Or read an article, you know, maybe go to a major news site and read. But, you know, I, I do not trust the New York Times. You know, there's a whole bunch of media places I don't I don't trust. Right. And I, you know, so, and, and if I look at all this stuff with a skeptical eye. So I think it podcasters are unique in that. And maybe even some YouTubers are unique in that you you are the voice or face of your show and your credibility is really based upon the data you put forth. And, but, you know, one person's truth is another person's, you know, that's, that's propaganda. So because of this, you know, this political rift that we have. Yeah. Right. Trust and truth kind of right along together. And that's kind of, why I'm doing the show I'm doing now called trust factor. Right. Now I'm starting to roll it into looking at specific instances of, of, um, things that are happening in the world that are either creating trust or distrust. Um, and those are, you know, kind of interesting comparisons around, um, where those sources are coming from and, and who do we believe? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, that that's what all of us have to decide is, what information do we want to believe and, and what other information rides along with it that either confirms or denies that ability to believe it? It's just, you know, it's just like when I go to tech sites, I have to be really careful because there's a lot of agendas on from tech content. Sometimes do you know if that article has been a paid pay to play? Um, right. Is it, a, you know, they don't say it is, but you read through it and you're kind of like, eh, this sounds kind of like an advertisement. Uh, product reviews, you know, there's, right. it's, it's critical thinking. I mean, that's what we're kind of, some people are pushing away from questioning things, right? Yeah. It's, it's just taking what we're being told and that's what you have to believe. And if you speak out against something, then you, then it's weaponized against you. Um, that's not the kind of world I want to live in. Yeah. Well, we have made it here without killing each other. <laughs> we should we should have these icons that are like boxing gloves, Todd. Um, well, you know, go over there and sign up for Midjourney and play around with it and have fun with it. It doesn't do text well. That's the bad thing. It'll just, it'll create an image. But, you know, I tried to get it to create some stuff the other day that was, I just wanted a picture of a matrix box, matrix right. theme with the mm-hmm. GNC written in a, inside of the box. It, it couldn't do it. So you basically have to if you want text on any image it creates, you have to do your own because it doesn't, it gave me a G one time, but it doesn't do text good. So I wonder there, why it's, it's shying away from text. I, I That's very easy to, to I generate. Just, I just don't know if, if I'm saying the terms right, maybe I'm invoking the instructions wrong. Or know. is it a font licensing issue? Yeah, Who knows? Who knows what it is, but uh, it doesn't do text well. So you have to drop uh, drop it into some editor and then put your text in. So, so anyway, so it, yeah. So it needs to know all of the 
existing fonts out there and to know that it can't replicate any of those. Prob- it's got to come up prob- with its own. Probably. And I, and I don't know if any fonts are actually in the public domain or not, but. It's a good, good yeah. question. Uh-huh. Well, you know, AI needs to create some. Well, that's, that's potential too. So, yeah. so anyway, did it, was this, was this a much nicer show today, everyone? <laughs> yeah, we didn't come to blows at all. We didn't scream in the yeah, microphone. It wasn't the cage match round number two really didn't uh, progress. So it, it, it just didn't <laughs> but, pan know, out, did it? Those of you hung out here long enough. Robin and I have been doing this about 10 years. We know each other pretty well. So, you know, we can agree to disagree and have a good conversation. And I, I can be a little passionate too. So, but that's why we do this. We do this so you form your own opinion. Right. Well, somebody has to play a foil against you sometimes, Todd. That just kind of. Oh, that's uh, that's okay. That's come, okay. Comes with the territory. Makes for a more interesting show. So, by the way, are, are you wearing a a? Uh, no. A, I see that shirt you're wearing. <laughs> I, I know who who you know. How many of those you got in your drawer? Twenty five or thirty? I've got a, I've got a few of them. You yes. See, you seen you have a Tesla. You don't change oil very often. If you want to, I need some good oil change T-shirts. So I'll be happy to, to get uh, two or three of those or wear it backwards and make sure no one can see the advertising and get a bunch of oil on it and then throw it in a trash can. Right. So. There you go. <laughs> Got a couple from a few other companies. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you people do that with ours as well, but I'm just joking here. But uh, I don't actually have any blueberry shirts. You should, you should send me one. No, you come into podcast movement and we probably will have some there. I'm not, I'm not currently set to come to podcast movement right now. So, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Huh. Hmm. Uh, wait, well, wait. Uh, as far as I know, we're not doing this show live at Podcast Movement this year. Yeah. So we're we're too we're too outspoken. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Are we? Well, I try not to be too outspoken, but you know, on certain topics, but other ones I do shy away from. Well, our YouTube numbers are dropping. People know we're going to quit. Todd at, who cares, right? Todd at Blueberry.com. Todd at Blueberry.com. At Geek News on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. At at Rob Greenlee. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You know, go through the normal list. And you can send me an email too if you want. Rob.Greenlee at gmail.com. I'm happy to hear from you. Love to hear any tips that you might have about things that are going on in the industry. I'm always trying to keep up with that. And um, and hopefully I'll make it to podcast movement. So we'll see. Newmediashow.com. Follow or subscribe to the podcast. You'll see that link's on the website. By the way, Rob, don't forget, you have to hit end stream on YouTube. So you have to load that tab up and remember to hit end stream so that when we're done, because otherwise they'll sit there and try to figure out what's going on. That's the difference when you run a manual start stop on YouTube versus when you're just authenticated with StreamYard and it just stops automatically. So just know mm-hmm. you have to go back to that tab and hit end stream when you're finished. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh, we will be back on July 5th. Uh, I hope everyone has a, for those of you in the United States have a, a great 4th of July. Uh, Paul Rismandel is going to join us from signal Yep, um, to talk about the, the recent research they put out talking about the top uh, ranked podcast uh, consumption apps. And uh, we gave the blueberry team Monday off. So uh, they're getting a good long extended uh, four day weekend. So uh, uh, as I tell people, uh, be safe, 
because <laughs> this weekend it'll be some amateurs out there and uh, be careful when you're driving because people will be partying up because of the 4th of July and uh, don't blow your barbecue drill, grills up. And for those of you outside the United States, have a great Monday, Tuesday at work. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, listening. We'll see you next week on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.